0: It's Leon B. up here.
1: Hi, I'm Amanda ade I'm
0: Femi Dankole. My name is Bonnie O'Demanelli. This is the Black and Irish Podcast. This podcast is, is about us getting into the nitty gritty of what it's like growing up as a Black and Irish person, growing up with, with a different skin tone in Ireland.
1: Telling the stories, sharing experiences, highlighting racism, pretty much just playing a part in like trying to integrate the Black Irish community into the wider Irish society. A weekly chat where we talk about all things race, it's just, you know, bring in someone
0: fascinating on, get them to share the story in their own words, whether it's positive, whether it's negative. A lot of these stories were either experienced by us or they stayed within the community. So we wanted to create a platform where these stories can be shared.
1: This is the Black and Irish Podcast. Hi, it's Amanda here, and I'm your host for this week's podcast. A little bit about myself just before we start. I'm 22. I'm a digital content creator and activist living and working in Kildare. I grew up in Kildare as well and recently got involved with the Black and Irish Instagram page. In this episode, I'm going to be chatting to Sophia Para. She's a student in Dublin, a recent graduate of the first Black Studies module in the country, and she's very vocal on social media about pushing for change and for social justice. We're going to be chatting a little bit about her experience as a minority student in higher education in Ireland, some of the challenges she's faced and her hopes for the future. Really looking forward to this conversation, so here we go. First of all thank you very much for joining us on this conversation you know just the whole experience of being a minority student for your from your own experiences what has that been like for you
0: i've had a variety of experiences good and bad and um, because i'm obviously i'm in my final year of college now and i go to ucd so it's been interesting and um, mm-hmm. first year wasn't amazing for me in terms of well it was good and it was bad because obviously first year of college in general is pretty cool um but I just found that I did face some challenges and difficulties particularly when it came to settling into college and mixing in with people I found that there was A bit of, I wouldn't call it resistance, but it was harder than I expected it to because I would have considered myself before um, a person who is, I don't really struggle to get on with people. Or I don't yeah. struggle to make friends, but I found that to be the case when I came to UCD, and like my course is quite small, and we started off with forty people. It's reduced as the years have gone on, but yeah. um, within my course, I found that it was pretty difficult, and I, I felt like my, I felt like my race played quite a big role in that. And I guess I hadn't really experienced something like that before. Obviously, I had experienced it in different aspects of life, but never really mm-hmm. in education amongst people who were like my own age. Do you yeah. get me? So, I don't in, know, in I felt like, ways, like in
1: what ways do you think that like played a part?
0: Um, well, I felt like when I tried to, I guess when I tried to make friends, I could tell that some pe- some people were treating me differently to how they were treating other people. In the course, um, or even in the college in general, like um, I'm the only black student in my course, um, in my year, anyways. Um, there's like four other minority, like minor minority people, or whatever you would call it. Um, everybody else is irish and i found that we all had the similar experience of feeling like we were treated differently mm-hmm. i felt like some people would be i don't know i kind of felt like some people were kind of intimidated by me for some reason and um, mm-hmm. maybe because like obviously in college people come from all over the country and there's some people who maybe they had never um had a black friend before or something yeah. but i yeah. definitely felt like there would be rooms that i walked into and the atmosphere would literally change the conversation would stop and awkwardness would just come out of nowhere and I, I couldn't really understand it there were people who on the other hand made me feel completely normal and like I, I tried to stick by those people as much as I could mm. because mm. obviously you want to feel at ease where you're about to spend like four years of your yeah, life you yeah, know literally but, yeah
1: yeah. and um, I was just saying I feel like it was kind of the same experience for myself I remember um throughout the entire experience really in university you kind of gravitate towards people who are also different in some kind of way
0: yeah
1: um, and and yeah. I feel like because of your differences you kind of find you know that um just kind of like common a
0: ground or common ground
1: exactly so um I feel like people that are generally are different tend to stick together and I saw that a lot like there was mm-hmm. a very clear divide for myself as well in in college like I remember yeah it being just very very separate like the same kinds of people would stick together and and um, mm-hmm. you know it, it's kind of it's sad really that people won't really like that people were well, back then anyway w- weren't really too pushed on trying to get to know other people or people that were different yeah. to them if that makes sense so yeah, like I think that's I something that that's changed that.
0: yeah I think it's something that like is in the process of changing. I wouldn't yeah, say definitely. it's changed because like that is such a huge thing in college. Like I never realized it before. I felt like in secondary school, because of it's in such, like you're in such a small number of people, everybody is almost forced to mix. That's not the experience yeah. in every secondary school, but um, you wouldn't find it as obvious as you do when you go to college and you literally yeah, see people you can literally see it literally just by viewing with your eyes like these mm. people are sticking together for this reason these people are sticking together for this reason and like mm. I feel like with the push that's happening now like and um, particularly in the past few months with the whole yeah. climate of Black Lives Matter and everything there's been a push more on diversity and inclusion yeah, but definitely. what I think is um I feel like that push is being made for like big companies, you know, to include people um, in their workforce who don't particularly, you know, meet their the standard um, criteria that they would hire um, mm-hmm. in terms of appearance. But I think that it should also be pushed in in like, in like social level. settings as in yeah yeah exactly on a societal level particularly in college like I genuinely feel like in the same way that companies get diversity and inclusion training mm. that should be the case for college students too because a lot of students a lot of Irish students my, from what I have noticed don't actually know how to um, be as inclusive and mm-hmm. we expect that just because we're young everybody would know but it's not the case like if you're taught something from if you're taught to see the world in a in a particular way since you're yeah. young you're not going to suddenly change when you're 18 yeah, or 19 and yeah. entering yeah, college okay. you know
1: So from yourself, you're a graduate of the first Black Studies module in Ireland, um, which I remember at the time that that even came up. I remember thinking that this is such a huge deal, like for this to actually, you know, be a thing for this to happen. Um, so just from your experience of that as well, what, what was that all about, first of all? And has that like changed anything for you? Has that changed your view? Has that changed how you see things and people?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um. it most definitely has changed. I could honestly say it's one module or one subject I've taken that's changed my life, like changed my perspective on a lot of things. When I saw the um, module was being released and in my college, I got so excited because I was like, yeah. I've never seen anything like this before in Ireland. And I've never, I've never learned about people who look like me or at least in a positive sense yeah. the only times I had you know learned about black people in school was maybe um learning about Nelson Mandela for one day in CSPE yeah. maybe learning about the slave trade and one less lesson in like junior cert history or something but like yeah. in general I found that I wasn't being very educated on what black history actually was and even just race in general and when yeah. I took that module I felt like it literally just opened my mind to so many things like dr evan joseph is such an amazing woman and she Mm. speaks with so much power she has such authority like when she teaches and she was basically teaching us on how like a few things that i learned learned were for example one race is a relational thing it changes everywhere you go what it means to be Mm. black in ireland is not the same as what it means to be black in nigeria for example and also that's not the same as what it means to be black in um, america so which changes mm. wherever you go I also learned about um how much how our perspectives of how we view the world is really is really determined by what we are taught at the basic level like from primary school you know um, and yeah. how we are taught to you know I basically I learned a lot about representation I learned mm. the power of you know seeing people who look like you in positions of power and the effect of not seeing that you know Um, Mm. There was just so many things that I learned and it really made me realize that you have to almost take it upon yourself to unlearn the biases that you have, because I didn't realize I I had unconscious bias towards a lot of things myself. And it wasn't until I took that module that I was stripped away from that. So I would recommend anyone who got the chance to do that, you know? Mm, That's so good.
1: Like even what you mentioned just now about unlearning certain things, like for me, that's been a very, very... Um, big highlight or a big takeaway really from the last couple of months and is realizing it's it's crazy like when you actually sit and really just pick apart your own thought processes and you know what yeah. you actually believe and like it's shocking really the things that you've internalized over the years and that's why Obviously. I think even just regardless of race like taking studies like this and learning about black history is something that is it's it's fundamentally important because taken away from the fact mm-hmm. that yes it is black history it's 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 history full stop. So I think yeah, like it, it goes past, you know, the borders of um race. It goes past all of that. And I think just learning about people, learning about the past, it kind of helps mm-hmm. people to understand the present and understand 100%. the now and why you know things are a certain way. So it's something I would definitely encourage for, you know, just for a lot of people, regardless of race, just actually take yeah. on that responsibility because a lot of the, a lot of the history that we have been taught about um, you know, black people is either completely minimized or it has been you know told in a not so true light Um, and so yeah just learning learning these things that
0: we actually learned in the module like the difference between the dominant story and the counter story and how often like um and that's one thing like a big thing a big part of black studies was actually critical thinking like learning how to assess things and not just accept everything that's handed to you on a plate you know because Mm. one thing that we were taught was you know one thing that we were taught was the dominant story is never going to look like the counter story they're never going to tell you what the oppressed people felt like if you are the one who was carrying out that oppression and so we see and I'm sure many people have been awakened to this in the past few years when we like think of how the story of for example Christopher Columbus arrival in America was told and they were saying Mm -hmm. that he discovered America meanwhile there were people already there and it just Mm -hmm. goes to show what determines when something is a discovery when it's actually discovered or is it based on you know the power of the people who discover who claim to have discovered, discovered it you it, know yeah. so yeah. I feel like that really opened my eyes to think like always look for the other side of the story it's like we apply that same principle to everything else in life but not mm. really to what we are taught in education you know like mm. if I have an argument with my friend I my and I'm telling somebody else they're gonna say okay but what's their side of the story So if we applied that same thing, even to the things that we're taught, I'm sure that we would progress a lot faster than we actually are right now.
1: And another hot topic that's, you know, kind of along those lines recently has been, you know, talk about decolonizing the curriculum. Um, Mm And so just what's your understanding of that, first of all? What do you understand by the term decolonize the curriculum?
0: Okay, um, well, firstly, the word decolonize has the word colonized in it. So I'd say like to anybody who wouldn't understand what that meant, um, it basically talks about how a lot of the education um, system is spoken of or taught from the perspective of people who carried out a lot of um, not not really ne- you don't necessarily have to have carried out a lot of atrocities in history but the people who had the most power in history and so they would mm-hmm. tell stories they would tell history they would tell and um, things about science math, anything from yeah. a point of view of, oh, let's exalt ourselves and let's ignore the other side of the story. Let's ignore minorities. Let's, you know, just basically push ourselves upwards. And you never tell the mm-hmm. story of people who who were at the, at the other side of that, you know? So I feel like when it yeah. comes to decolonizing the curriculum, it comes to, it's about basically introducing introducing the counter story, as we just mentioned, introducing, mm. as you even just said, it's not even a thing of oh, Black history or Asian history or Arab history or this. It's just history full stop. It's about telling yeah. the entire whole picture rather than picking yeah. the side that favors those who have the most power, you know? Yeah. So when it comes to decolonizing, I would say it's things like, you know, deciding let's teach them about, let's teach them about inventors that don't only look like us that don't only that don't like that aren't necessarily european that aren't american let's teach about people who come from different parts of the world and let's talk about the significance that they have in the creation of where the world is today you know because if not we're not telling the whole story
1: those that don't know i know you talk a lot about about your faith um yeah so just for you you're you know in your own words really um does that affect how you see the change how you see change or um Mm. do you understand what i'm saying does that
0: does that have an impact on how you think we should move forward? definitely it most definitely does i find that my faith in jesus christ literally it, it colors my view of everything It makes me see the world in the way that I see the world. The reason why I advocate for justice so much and the reason why I advocate for these things, like for representation, for children being taught the right ways is because of what I believe that I've learned from the Bible, what I've learned from my personal relationship with with Jesus, with God. Because I I feel like if you want to be a person who cares deeply for the needs of others, you like... Your faith can play a big role in that, essentially. I don't know, I found that my faith has really helped me to to make sure that I am not thinking selfishly, but I'm thinking selflessly because one thing that Jesus is always preaching was do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. And that one thing that I actually love that he said, it's in um, Matthew 23, 11, the greatest among you shall be your servant. If you want to be great in life, if you want to be a leader, if you want to be one that pushes, if you want to be one that makes impact you should be one who's willing and ready to serve others as much as you can Mm -hmm. and I find that you can Mm -hmm. serve people and one of the best ways you can serve people is by pushing for justice pushing for change pushing for a society that you know looks better and favours people better
1: Um, and I think one thing even just to take away from that is that um, regardless I think of your beliefs even just looking at like you know the life of Jesus and even just looking at the principles and the messaging behind it like you can apply Mm. that across the board regardless of whatever it is that you do believe in and I think it just literally boils down to um you know love your neighbor as yourself really and what whatever you want for yourself you know should be what you also want for other people. So whether that is justice, whether that is social reform and whether that is, you know, just helping on uplifting people and breaking down those societal barriers that have been put in people's way. um, Mm. it just goes a long way, I think. And it, it really like it's the responsibility that we have to build our future, it's on us, like whatever future we want, we need to literally take on that responsibility and, and build that and put in the work towards that. Um, so you talk about change and, you know, that's, that's the big thing. That's the big question at the moment is like, okay, yes, we've identified
0: this issue. We've highlighted this, yeah. but how do we now change? How are we actually going to move forward? I would say if we really want to bring change into society, particularly because I don't believe that there's any point in all of the, you know, all of the momentum that has been built over the past few months, if it's, it's just there to die down, to like, yeah. just get quieter and quieter until we all forget it. I really don't want that to be the case. Um because it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense. You know, all the protesting that's been happening, all the advocating that's been happening, even right now with what's happening in Nigeria, the whole NSARS movement um against p- police brutality we don't want a world that, you know, protests and does all of these big actions just to forget Mm -hmm. them a few months down the line because, you know, everything just returns to quote unquote normal and everything. So I feel like the way we'll have lasting change, it starts with us as individuals. It starts with the heart. It starts with um, individual people. We can't, I feel like many people when they think of change um, in society when they think of change in the world they only look at it on a big scale they look at oh, yeah. it um, as the government's responsibility yeah Exactly. They think it has to happen on a big scale for it to be um for it to be something lasting, but not realizing change starts from me and you. You know? Yeah. Change starts from what you the way you choose to think, the way you choose to, to have conversations with your friends, the way you get me, the way you even choose to educate yeah. your children on how to think.
1: So that's it for this week's episode next week Bonnie will be chatting to Ben Butler but in the meantime make sure you check out our Instagram at black underscore and Irish thank you so much guys see you next week